AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This summer, when you're on the go, stay connected to what matters most with access to over 3 million Cox Wi-Fi hotspots. Learn more at cox.com. Ask Ashley the podcast is sponsored by Cox. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Belt number. Do you just buy them, or do you like actually? Are you actually a wrestler as well? Who like wins them and stuff? Do you go to like little mate? That's you should take up the wrestling. Actually, take take up wrestling, Cal. It is a a thing though, isn't it? Like I used to work with a guy who was like this massive, like massive geezer, quite fat, and him and his sister did wrestling, like like proper English people. 
Right. Yeah. They wrestle each other. Did they wrestle each other? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they were a bit of a weird family. I've seen that. As they were both wrestling. But like, I've seen it was probably uh, like the US wrestling. Like, with I've seen an interesting movie where a brother and a sister start wrestling and then it turns into something else. Fighting not... with my family. It's the one about Paige, isn't it? No, he means like Pornhub. My, me and my stepsister. Oh, you mean like... <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I don't think it's. I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think that's legal. Anyway, we have started recording, so I'm not sure how much we should say uh, about, um, you know, incest. That. Yeah, yeah, stuff that's illegal. Um, <laughs> is the yeah, sound yeah. of of inbreeding, <laughs> several generations of inbreeding. Uh, <laughs> it's episode fifty six, I think, of the Fighting Cop podcast, season eleven. Eleven years, nearly twelve years we've been going. What the fuck? Seriously, what the fuck? Um, and bored, in that, in that, yet? in that twelve, 12 what? Well, am I bored yet? Yeah. Um, I, I, I got to be not bored with. I, I, I like talking, and I like the fact that I get to talk for a living. So that's I've no issue with that. Um, but Tottenham and football can be trying at times. I think we're currently experiencing a, a moment where where football and Tottenham are a little bit trying. And I don't think it's necessarily just about Spurs. It's just about the kind of circus that surrounds Tottenham every time we draw or don't win, which is somewhat boring at the moment. Football didn't used to be like that. He's kind of get a result, deal with it, move on. But you, the bigger you become, the more significant you become, and the more the more intricate uh, the ego of the person you employ to run your football club, more that comes with it is a um, is, is is like I say the circus, and it can be boring because sometimes it's nice to just get on with your football. Anyway, we're joined by Mark Nesbit of uh, we. I'm not going to pronounce it because it's in it's in Danish, but Mark Hurdy Nesbit Gurdy. is. It's not called the Hurdy Gurdy Podcast. It's what's it called, Mark? Uh, it's it's called Lune a White Heart Danes. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. So, so if you happen to speak Danish and don't already know of this Danish-speaking podcast, then uh, then go over there and, and listen to it. I sometimes listen to it as I go to bed, uh, and it's just like a, a just a nice sort of. I don't want to say the Danish language is gogglebook gook. <laughs> it's okay, it's, honestly. But it sounds like it if you don't understand it. It it does. I've so I've lived in this country for coming up seventeen years and. It, it's hard. It's hard. Like English, is my first language now, and and listening back to my because I, I I try not to, but listening back to myself on the podcast and the others, it's it's a fucking mad language. It doesn't sound real. Like it doesn't yeah. sound like like normal. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound like words and sounds that should be coming out of human beings. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, like with Spanish and uh, you know something you hear all the time, even if you don't know what 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 you don't understand it, it's kind of familiar because you hear it in movies and whatever. You'd never hear Danish really. It's not, except on some moody, some moody sort of ser- murder series where a young girl goes missing and some cops have to find her, and she's under a bridge after the eighth episode or something like that. Mm. That's the sort of time you only hear Scandinavian voices. But um, anyway, and uh, we've got Cal. How you doing, mate? Yeah, fine. I um, I actually had a phase of watching. I watched a couple of Danish movies. You know, one called Another Round and one called The Hunt, and they both star Mads Mikkelsen, who... I've seen The Hunt. Was the... That was a good film. They're Great both good, film. both really good. But I learned something today about Denmark and the Danish language, you know. Um, I learned today that there's no... 
and I might be wrong, but this is I saw this online. There's no word for please in the Danish language, which I think is really fucking rude. Yeah, it's fucking is rude. Is that What's, right? Explain yourself, Mark. What is your problem? First of all, I'd like to apologise on behalf of of Denmark and yes. the Queen. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I think you're right. We have so please is kind of. I mean, please does have sort of multiple meanings in English, obviously. But yeah, so we have a word for please, as in pleasure, but we don't have a word for what I'm sure you mean, which is just can I have that, please? Um, yeah. Right. We 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 sort of weave it into the sentence, so we're still polite-ish. But then again, we're Middle Europeans or Scandinavians, sort of Northern Europeans, so they're they're just a bit more rude, a bit more sort of direct. I, and, I've got now we're yeah. talking about, it and it's okay to talk about, and you accept that. I, I, mm. I, my experience with people from the Netherlands upwards geographically, yeah, have been that they're quite blunt. Yes. Mm. That is it's because we're from cold countries. We can't be fucking around with like <laughs> you've got, you've got long get sentences. You have like, to get inside. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hope you're having a great week. I'd like to discuss with you. No, it's just fucking do this. I need it now. Because I need to get. I'm going to sit home. by the fire. Yeah. Plus, yeah. they work like seven-hour work weeks, you know. So it's kind of like everything's got to be done a bit more. Go, I've got to go and kill a wolf for a jacket. I think. I yeah. think it's okay. I'm to be eaten by foxes. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think just the, the one of the the last remaining groups of people that you can take the piss out of without fear of being cancelled. I think. Like no yeah. one really cares about. Like no one. No one. No one's fighting the the, the the. No one's fighting for the Scandinavians, and it's a shame. I think someone should be. You don't need it though. You're fucking I mean, working. I, well, I, I I fight for hobby, yeah. You do so, well. Let's let's some, move on to let's move on to that because um, some people who, who are patrons of the Fighting Cock and you can become one by going to patreon.com forward slash Fighting Cock will know Mark's voice because he's been on many episodes recently doing the preview podcast. We look towards the next game that Tottenham Hotspur play, and one of the conversations we've had is his his constant battle with other Spurs fans about Hoybier because what started well as a fantastic relationship has somewhat I'd say soured, but it's become tested. Not all down to Hoybier, I think. I think that he's been playing under challenging circumstances at times. But you, you are—I've noticed that there is an edge to you when you are talking about Hoybier rather than other players. I think that's fair, Mark. Yeah, no, for sure. There, there is a bit of, there is a bit more sort of guile uh, in me when I when I talk about <coughs> Hoybier. Part part of it is obviously because he's he's Danish, I'm Danish. Dan, you know, Denmark is is a tiny little country, uh, less than six million people. So. So we're all a bit proud, you know, like because there's fucking hardly any of us, um, so we've got to, we've got to stick up for ourselves, um, and especially you know because he's he's here in London and he's a Spurs player, so so yeah, there's there's a lot of that. Um, but also, you, I, just, I mean, do you think? Go on. Do you think, well, is he being unfairly criticised, or are you too defensive of him? What's the truth? Uh, I mean, bit I'll of both, bit of both. So it's it's interesting. So when when I go on on, on other. Po- I say other pods in plural, lol. Um, then <laughs> I, um, I definitely stand up for him more. But but actually, on the Danish podcast, I'm kind of I'm a little bit of the opposite um, and try and play devil's advocate with him because mm. fuck me, you get some rabid. I mean, every Danish Spurs fan is a huge Hoybier fan. I, I think yeah. that's fair enough for me to say, and I hope I don't get cancelled on Danish Koi's Twitter for that. But but um, <laughs> but there are sometimes some mad takes out there, so I try and be a little bit more measured there. But um, over here, is his reputation's a bit bit different, so that's why I kind of I've got to stick well, up for my Viking. Let's throw to Cal then. So, what's your opinion on on Hoybier Cal at the moment? I'm interested in Danish Koi's Twitter, you know, because Koi's Twitter is 
pretty bad, but Danish people are fucking rude and they're on Twitter <laughs> and they're talking about football. So I'm like really interested in that, but we should probably talk about uh, Hoybier. Um, it was interesting to me. He was dropped against Wolves at home um, and it was the first Premier League game I remember him getting dropped for in quite a while. We lost that game. Uh, and then he came back into the team and it seemed like when he came back into the team, he came back with a bit of a point to prove. It was like he was really fucked off that he got that he got dropped for that game. Um, and I actually thought he was he had a really good run of games. Um, I thought he was brilliant in the Manchester City game, for example. Um, I thought he was really good in the Leeds game. I thought he was great in the Everton game. Um, I thought he had a really good run, but then lately he's kind of gone off the boil again. But that could be said about a lot of the players because what's happening is Conte doesn't trust anybody other than the 11 that he picks. And now they all look burnt out, if I'm honest. Um, and so I don't blame Hoybier more than anybody else. I think he's had good games. I think he's had bad games, but so is everybody, you know. Uh, so I, he's not a special case for me, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Well, once we um, move on to uh, um, you know talking about Conte and the situation we find ourselves in, and what you believe and what you don't believe, and what you think the future holds for Tottenham and Conte, um, what what there are rumours and uh, about Ericsson's potential return to uh, to Spurs. Um, as a Dane, I'd imagine you're you'd, you'd quite like that. The storyline's fantastic, and you know it'd be, it'd be lovely to see him back, especially how well he's playing for Brentford and well, how well he was playing before. You know all that terrible stuff that happened to him in the uh, in Euros. So, um, yeah, how, how, what, what do you feel, both as a Danish fan and a Spurs fan? Yeah, I mean, there's there's huge amounts of of emotion, I suppose, uh, attached to that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd you know it'd be amazing to see him back in the Spurs shirt for a lot of reasons, um, sentimentally, um, logically, maybe there's a few things that need to happen and all that sort of stuff, but. It'd be amazing to see him back. I mean, he's he's an amazing player, and I, I think he's 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 gonna if he does come back, he's gonna come back a slightly different player as well. He's learned a lot, um, played on a Conte Inter. Um, he's grown as a grown as a man. He's a bit older now; he's thirty. Um, so yeah, so you're gonna get all the good things that you got from him last time. I mean, you can see his performances for Brentford. He's he's one assist away from from. Uh, equaling Lochelso's entire career with Spurs. That's how good he's been for us since his return. But you've you've got extra positives added from him as well. So so yeah, I, you know I'd love it, but there's a few things that need to happen first. I think. Yeah, and whether or not he'd actually want to come, I think a lot of was made about you know how he went over to the Spurs fans after the game. But that, it was always going to do that because we spent what was what's got eight or nine years with Tottenham, and they, most of that was fucking fantastic. He was. You know, almost for a long time, unsung an unsung hero, and it actually got an unfair amount of stick when he when things didn't go that well for him. And as we found out after the fact that, you know, he would he wanted to leave the club to do something new, and we blocked that for a season. And it seemed to coincide with his poor performance and the fact that 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 team was starting to flag a little bit under Pochettino. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a lovely thing that he went over to Brentford fans, signed the uh, Tottenham fans, and signed signed the um, shirt and whatnot. But I don't think it means that he's coming back to Tottenham. I did speak to a Brentford fan after the game, and he was like, oh, "He's definitely going back to you," but I don't think it's that at all. Um, so yeah, let's move on to Conte and the situation there because I don't know if you saw, but Fabrizio Romano, whether you like him or not, does seem you know he's pretty reliable. I think 
and certainly when he's given information that's certainly not widely available. So there's one thing about re-reporting things that you've read and because of the, he's twi- the size of his Twitter that you know he can do that and get away with it now because often his followers won't have seen any news until they've seen him tweet it. Um, but he tweeted a couple of hours ago that he sh- it must be made clear that any of these rumours that are circulating around Conte have absolutely not come from Antonio Conte or any of his team and that he's only focused on what's happening at Spurs. What do you make of that statement, Cal? Is it a case of no, there's no smoke without fire or is it just that it's so easy to report on Conte at Tottenham at the moment if you want clicks and traffic? It's just the easiest thing to do when things are not going well. By, by not going well, we mean a draw and a loss. What do you make of it? Yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. I think we've drawn the game, lost the game and some people want clicks. Spurs are a big club. Um, PSG may or may not get rid of Pochettino. Uh, and it's just an easy thing to get put together. To me, for me, it's lazy journalism. I think it's been pulled out the sky. I don't believe it for a second. Um, we've we still have every chance of getting into the Champions League next season. I think it's yeah. Do you know what? He probably suit PSG because they're all kind of it's unlimited funds and they're all kind of ready to order kind of footballers there, but. He seems absolutely fine at Tottenham. It's a great project. He's working with Paratici. Um I just think I just think it's lazy. I think it's lazy journalism. I just think it's someone's just pulled it out of the sky because we've lost a game and drew a game. I don't think there's any more to it than that, really. And just on Eric, just on Ericsson, um for me, it's interesting if he comes back to Spurs, it's different than being at Brentford. It's there's no European football. The expectations aren't that great. And people are just going to be used to him playing football again. They're not going to not stick one on him in midfield. Um, you know, there was that, obviously, that famous clip of the Norwich player giving him a cuddle after after he thought he'd fouled him. Yeah. All, all of that's going to go next season. Yeah. People are like, right, you're back, right, you're back now. Bosh, fucking have one of them up in the air. Um, it's going to be different for him, but... I'd, I'd have him back all day long. He was brilliant. You're right, Flav. He was brilliant under Spurs. And he's actually one of the few players, one of the few players, obviously, I know, I said this before the cardiac arrest, one of those players who got through the um, the regime at Pochettino and the, the beasting that he did with them in training sessions and in games, and he barely had any injuries. He barely had any injuries, and he's not his career's not really been shortened by Pochettino. You think about guys like um, Vertonghen, Harry Winks, Kane with all the injuries. So many injuries, but Eric's was never injured um yeah so i'd love he, him back. he's a great he, player he, but yeah sorry uh, well, under, sorry so under pochi he consistently ran more kilometers per match than almost anybody and it was also i think remember that came out it was a bit of a surprise because he kind of he was unassuming it's like it wasn't because he wasn't like sprinting and charging around and it wasn't explosive pace but it was a constant sort of metronomic pace that it was just there and he could cover so much ground the and, and block passing lanes and, and, and move into space. And he just never seemed to get tired. So, yeah, it was, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I, the, the reason why I think the, the PSG stuff for Conte's bollocks is that there's a couple of things. There's the, the rela- his relationship. It might not be bollocks, right? But it doesn't seem like a great fit. And I'm sure Conte's intelligent enough. Obviously, he is. He understands football more than I'd ever could imagine. And he certainly understands the politics in football, given the fact that he falls out seemingly with every coach, every sorry, every owner or every director of football he ever works under. The idea of him leaving Tottenham, where he's got a somewhat great working relationship, you'd assume, with Paratici, because he was the one that brought him in. 
There seems to be no issues with Daniel Levy yet. One transfer window, you could argue, has been successful. A lot of work needs to be done, and and this 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 summer, this this season was always kind of like a pre-season to to what could happen next. And it was only because of the improvements under under um, these players had under Conte that meant that we're even talking about Champions League football. Let alone two games ago, absolute favourites to get it. That, that, that there's not much gone wrong that suggests that why he'd want to leave yet. Like, if he wants to leave now, given the progress that's been made, and we haven't really had an opportunity to properly strengthen it, strengthen, strengthen the side, at, nor has he had a, a, a break in or a period in time where he's been able to work with the players in the way that he'd want to in the pre season. Why f- give all that up to work under Leonardo and PSG, who, while they have an unlimited checkbook, if the rules didn't prevent him from doing that, he's not going to be be able to go in there and go. I want X, Y, and Z. He's got. To, he's going to have to deal with the immense talent that he's already already has there. Although, you know, they'll have to spend money replacing Mbappe when he inevitably leaves. But I don't. I don't see that there, that there, there being only any logic into him leaving Tottenham now, unless there was a huge fallout with Daniel Levy or Paratici. Then his position becomes untenable but if he's choosing that now and like I said according to Romano Fabrizio Romano that isn't the case if he's choosing that route he's really not the right person to be at the club if he's choosing to leave right now given the the steps forward the club's made under him then it's better in fact for him to go now and us to just get on with the next stage than than sort of you know plodding along with with a manager who's kind of looking elsewhere constantly there's also the fact that these conversations are probably happening all the time. We spoke a little bit about this, didn't we, Mark? That yeah, yeah. these these conversations are happening all the time. Like uh, Martin Yole apparently was talking to Newcastle for a long time. Whilst, while, while Pochettino had, was in job at Tottenham, we were talking to Jose Mourinho. So there's no honour amongst thieves. But it just feels like this one's a bit weird. So I don't, I don't necessarily feel it's that there's much in it. No, it's it's. I, I I totally agree. I don't think it's. I think it's come out of the blue, but I think there's a lot of people out there that that could benefit from it. I mean, we know, we know that PSG is a bin fire, um, and La Parisienne, who 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 broke the news to start with, is a Parisian newspaper. They've obviously got PSG's interests at heart. It it serves PSG well because they can put some pressure on Zinedine Zidane, who I think are their <clears throat> excuse me, who I think are their actual target to say, oh look, we've. You know, the, you know, there's rumours about Conte. You better come here. You better do all those things that you've said to us in the background through the last six months or wh- however long they've been talking to him. Um, they might, you know, they've got a little bit of a stick to beat him with on salary, transfer keys, all that sort of stuff. Um, it could also be to, you know, for, for the players that are there, it kind of maybe settles them a little bit because everyone knows that Poch isn't going to be there next year. Um, so, yeah, it, it's there's a lot of people that benefit from this stuff. I mean, look... We, I don't think, like you know, I said, Flav. I don't definitely don't think it's from Conte's camp. But even for Conte, it's it's potentially a, a something that he could benefit from a little bit in his. You know, I don't think he's going to say it to Levy. Oh, look, PSG are after me. But it's going to be in the back of everyone's minds when it gets to the summer uh, summer transfer window. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of people that benefit from these transfers with from these transfer rumors without. I think it, it, anyone having a direct ha- yeah. directly having to put it out there, having had put it out there. Yeah, and like you know, the the PSG job will always be available. If it's, it, there's no more certainty than any other job being available in Europe, big job than PSG. Yeah. PSG is going to be available every year, pretty much, unless you've got someone who actually wins a Champions League. If you don't, well, if Zidane goes there and, and and doesn't win the Champions League, mm. then he's replaced. Let's look for the next guy that does. And Conte's 
track record in Europe is abysmal. Yeah, it's fucking awful. It's awful. For how for how lauded a manager he is and, and how on a pedestal everyone puts him, and rightly so, absolutely, I get it, but he's very much a league manager. So I hope he underst- understands... You know, I, I, I mean, Conte WhatsApps me all the time and asks me for advice, obviously. So but I hope he like that that he's in that frame of mind that like the, the the French league is a fucking cakewalk. And and but then on the other hand, I'm like, well, he knows he can just go and win it all the time. He also just loves winning. He says that all the time. He wants to win. So is he? I mean, but then it's a bit early to just go and just have a an easy life, isn't it? Um, you know, I don't yeah. know. Um, just a quick one because I know. Uh... Cal um, loathes this rumor, and it's gonna—it's never gonna go away until he comes back. Um, but uh, th- this is your opportunity to be Callum. And uh, what, what do you think of um, Pochettino? The idea of P- Pochettino coming back in the summer, Cal? Um, <laughs> You're gonna give a nice tea... reserved, a reserved comment now, aren't you? <laughs> T T always makes the point that he kind of wants Pochettino to come back, not because he thinks he'll do any better, just just because we can stop this whole conversation about Pochettino coming back. Yeah. Like once he comes back, then he's come back and he can, he can either succeed or fail. Eventually he'll fail because all managers do, unless you're like fucking Sir Alex Ferguson. And then that's it. We can kind of put it to bed. Um, For me, and I, and I'm not saying this to be a prick. He's a, he's done as a coach. He's finished. I'm not saying this. I am a prick. I know I'm a prick. And I do say things sometimes to make myself laugh. And that is true. Right. But I genuinely mean this. He's finished as a coach. He he had a run at Spurs. He did great. He got us to the final. And then it fucking fell apart. And then he's gone to PSG with fucking Lionel Messi, Neymar and Mbappe. And he's won the French League. I could win the French League with those three up front. I could, I, and he's well, just about scraped the French league. I agree with finished. you. I, I agree with you there. Although they may kind of look at you as they come in the dressing room and you with your wrestling belt over your shoulder and go, "I'm not sure I'm going to run for this guy." But the um, but <laughs> but um, I, I think that's a little bit unfair given the fact that his last job, his job before uh, before PSG was ours it was Tottenham. You know, maybe he just had a little sabbatical and then went into that job. Um, and there were mitigating circumstances to why Spurs were the way they were in the, 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 the latter part of his uh, tenureship at Tottenham. And we don't know if that's how much of that was down to Levy and how much it was down to Pochettino's unwillingness to refresh the squad. But then, oh man, we've talked about it so many times. So um, I don't know. What, what would you just add, add another sort of angle to it, Mark? What would you make of the idea that once Conte goes on to pastures new, inevitably will um, the idea of Poch coming back? I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm quite torn. I think on one hand, I'm, um, I think it might just be a season or two too early. I don't know if we've, we've kind of, A, if the fans have gotten over it and they're all, their emotions are going to be all fucking mixed up. But, um, yeah, I think it might be just a little bit too early. Um, if, if Conte leaves now after only having been for us, with us for six months, I mean, the, the <coughs> players' heads are going to be spinning. They're going to be all over the shop. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not as, um, I'm not as emotional about it as, as Cal is, clearly. Um, but... Fucking winds me up. 
<laughs> proper winds me up how people simp for this fucking guy. Like, I love Pochettino. Uh, I, was gut- I was gutted when he went. But do you know what? Are you hurt? Forget- Did he hurt you? I think he hurt Do you know what? I- I never forgave him for openly flirting with the Man United job the way mm. he did, mm. and that the press and I t- and I tweeted about this at the time. This isn't me fucking putting the rose tinted glasses on. He, the press officer, had to deal with the questions because he wouldn't deal with the question, and then he was flirting with Real Madrid, and I just never forgave him for it. And I do genuinely believe he's finished as a manager. <laughs> Coaches have runs; they have a run, and then. They don't have that run anymore, and they stop. It's, it's freaks like fucking Klopp and Guardiola and Ferguson that can go for 10, 15, 20 years. But the game is littered with coaches that have a four or five-year run, and then they're done. That's Poch. He's done. Fat slob. There, right, I'm done now. <laughs> there is a... Um, there, I agree with you that, that definitely about the managers that have 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 runs and and like you say that Europe is littered with managers that are, that have great reputations form on the back of two three or four seasons and there are freaks in the game like Klopp like Mourinho and like um Pep Guardiola and Alex Ferguson but they they kind of few and far between even even managers like Ancelotti and Gus Hiddink back in the day you know who just had every top job in in Europe you kind of look at it and they're no, none of those managers are as impressive as their career has been and how the, the length of it and how long they've done it for they're not they're not they're not on the same level as Klopp Pep and and um, fuck and uh, fucking another one the one we just mentioned I've forgotten Jose and all that so yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see but I don't think it'll be at the end of the world I mean I, the idea is I, I, what I'm longing for after the Conte I mean, what I really want is three or four years of Conte, just to see what we can yes. do. Because yes. the longer it goes on, the longer he stays, ma- ma- the longer he stays as the Spurs manager. And if his contract gets extended, then these stories will start to disappear. I think, and and, and they'll just let us, the, the press will just let us get on with it. Um, but whether or not it'll do that, as I understand it, eighteen months with an with an option to extend to two and a half years. Um, I don't know how we can't make him stay, obviously, but I, I'm sure that you know if things go well in the summer and he has a good season with Spurs and we agree to strengthen again, then I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Part of what, sorry, part of what brings all this stuff about though is Conte himself because he comes out and says stupid shit when he has a little when he when he, when he gets his niggas in a twist and 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 then and so that the press are going to see that and go and the press are just stupid. They're just fucking sharks in a in a you know in the water see a little bit of blood they're gonna head straight for it so yeah well i don't think they're stupid i think they just they just they 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 know know how easy it is it's just easy yeah Yeah. well well yeah i mean absolutely they they just go for for the easy story all the time that's going to get them click clicks and engagements um and conte is a an absolute engagement machine um so yeah, I don't know what my point was there, but but I think I think he's. I, I don't know if we're going to get. We're definitely not going to get three or four years. We we might get. I I'm pretty certain we're going to get another year out of him, and then if we're lucky, we'll get another year after that. Because say what you want about Conte, but he's a fucking good manager. You just have to look at the amount of points that we've started getting since. I know we've just had two terrible results, and we had a yo-yo phase and all that. You look at the amount of point, points we've started gaining since we got him on board. It's it's just it's unbelievable. So. Yeah, definitely another another twelve months, eighteen months would be would be great. Yeah, what, what do you do? What do you think, Cal? Do you think that that's what we'll we'll end up with? with is that is that how it's going to work out? Do you think? 
Yeah, I agree with Mark. I, I think I think we're going to well, I think we're going to go big dogs in the summer. I think we're going to throw 100 million plus player sales at it, uh, Champions 100%. League or not. I think we're going to have a big dog season next year. Maybe win a trophy, get in Champions League. And I, I agree with you guys. I think he'll sign an extension for a year, and then we'll see what happens in that extra year. And if he stays, he stays. He goes, he goes. But I have to agree with you guys. If he if he goes in the summer, we can fuck off. He's a wiggy cunt, and I don't want him there. But if if he, and then he'll be done. He's done. A wiggy, a wiggy cunt. <laughs> That's, that's good. Um, can I just uh, let, this? Uh, we don't have to. Um, it's more of a statement from um, this guy called David Ellis on Twitter at Fullback O Three, um, and he um, he's just made the statement. It's not even a question. So I thought it was nice. pretty interesting. He said needing needed Conte and Conte needs backing. But as with Mourinho, it is always about themselves. A feeling that we have to dance around the fire in delight as we're so lucky to have them at such a lowly club like Spurs and the draining links to bigger and better things never stop boring. I think that sort of sums up a, a way a lot of, a lot of um, Spurs fans are feeling and the idea that some stability might, um, you know, just having Poch back means that I think everybody understands that this is that would be for the long haul, good or bad, except you know something catastrophic, and we'll ride that up and down. But something, some just being able to just follow your football club again and not have to deal with all this other shit. It's bad enough losing the game or drawing a game when we really need to win one, and then having to then having to ride the fucking storm of media coverage. And and you know what? No matter how, I mean, it's impossible for me because I have to look at the news and f- look at the stories. Got to talk about them for Patreon stuff and. And just for this podcast and, and all the other you know football conversations I have to have during the week, so I can't escape it. But even as a even as a fan who doesn't have to look at Twitter and whatnot, you only have to go on there for five minutes. And if you've even tweeted about Spurs before, it throws up all kinds of sh- fucking recommended stuff in your face. So you can't escape the, the 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 media circus around Tottenham. You can't. It's impossible. If you're using social media and if you're reading Sky Sports or whatever it might be then you're going to have to absorb it. So it'd just be nice to not not have that. Um, just a quick one on um, on Skip. He's out for the rest of the season. Um, a little bit worrying there because he's such a good player. It's so important to us. And he started the season so well. He must be fucking gutted because he just he became one of our most important players and it was almost out of the blue. No one expected him to start every game and play under two managers and Conte to talk about him the way he did. We're really excited about him. You know, our win percentage with him in the side was seventy-one percent, including the time when um, when uh, Nuno Espirito Santo was our manager. That included that run as well. So, you know, that's how important he was. And then we had this situation where Conte was saying he's he's back, he's close to being back, and then it, it falls apart again. And now he's gone to America and had an operation on his on his um, groin yesterday morning, which ruled him out for the rest of the season. So. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. Will, will he come back? Will it be one of these players that had a, a great, a great? Um, you know, you don't know the answers to these things, but just your feeling on it, Mark. What do you? Will he be one of these players that just had all the talent but just couldn't get himself fit? Um, I hope not. I hope not. It, it looks a bit dire right now because he's he's out, he's been out for so long, and well, obviously going to miss the rest of the season. So, I hope that he comes back and is is as good as when he left us um he's 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 20 21 he's he's so young still like so he's he's still got lows left um i know there's a lot of 
there's a lot of gripe uh, about you know the amount of time he's been out and you know needing a surgery is, is never a great thing that's why it takes so long before clubs sometimes resort to surgeries that it's literally the last resort they don't want to do it um, there's only so many times you can you can have surgery for for, for one thing so um <coughs> yeah I, I don't see why not i don't see why he shouldn't come back and and, and be as as good as as uh, as when he left us he's he's an incredible professional um who loves the club and, and all the other things are there for him to come back and be as as good as he was it will literally only be in my opinion uh, anything physical uh, that will that will get in his way so i, I don't think ev- everything else is is right for him he's got the right mentality um the right approach um so it, it will just be whether his body would allow him to but you know, you, you saw him play for us, his application and, and the way he puts himself about the pitch. That's why it became so important so quickly. So, so yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's just whether he's, he's kind of nurtured back in, in a lot of ways, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I know we could, we could really do with him right now, but he is very similar to Hoybier and Bentoncourt as well. So he's not going to massively change how our midfield looks. I mean, even, even, even Winks, he's got a lot of similarities with. So, so even though we could use him as a, as a bench option, I'm going to get shot down for saying that, but, um, you know, he wouldn't massively bring anything. So I think in a lot of ways, it's probably better that we just rested him and made sure that injury was properly sorted out before we, we rush him back. Um, there's, there's nothing worse than bringing a player back too early and then they, they aggravate the injury and, and, and then need urgent surgery. Yeah, there's, and, and, and there's, you know, you, you think of, I know it's a different injury altogether, and probably this point makes no sense at all, but you think about Son's first season where he was out for ages and had that injury of his, the, the tendon in his foot, was just, which was supposed to be kind of career impacting rather than career ending, but something you'd have to manage. And, you know, we'd never heard about that ever again. And he's, he's bats practically, apart from impact injuries, he's never been out the side. He's never had a, sh- don't touch wood. Actually have touch wood. Yeah. Uh, he's never been out of side. He's never, um, no, no strains, no muscle injuries, really. Just, um, just that time he broke his arm, which you know could happen to anybody. That's nothing to do about an injury prone. So, yeah. Um, anything to add there, Cal? I mean, uh, yeah, it's. I, I think they've made the right choice. You know, you don't want to rush him back. You know what? Go and get him his surgery. Get him back for preseason. Off you go again. I think he'll be absolutely fine. I don't think it's a Winks type situation with an ankle. Ankles are really, really fragile things. Once you've done it, you've done it, and that's kind of that. Um, I think he'll be absolutely fine. Skip. He, he's kind of skips. Kind of this prime example about the squad that we have, and it's kind of my concerns about how kind of Conte's managed it because. Um, having him available to bring him in out for Hoybier or Bentancourt would really, really help the team. And it just shows how few players Conte trusts uh, uh, right now. And hence why he wants to do so much in the summer. And it's a shame that he's not been able to come back, but I I, I still think he's going to come back. I still think he's going to be great. I think he'll end up being a Spurs legend. And you're right, but you make a good point about Sun. That was one of those injuries that was going on forever. Lamella had a really funny one as well for ages and ages. And he came back and... You know, he wasn't perfect, Lamella, but in his final season, I thought it was his best season at the club. So, I think yeah. Skip will be abs- I thought Skip will be absolutely fine, no problem at all. Yes, yeah, so as, as, as someone who's just con- consistently injured and then got it together, Lamella's a great example, uh, a fantastic example. Uh, we've got a question here from B Cole on Twitter. He says, "What date have you? <laughs> what date do you have for the first leak?" from Kane's camp stating his intention to leave due to no Champions League football. I'm going two days before the North London derby. It's, it's stitched on. You know it. You know, and the amount of times we've had this conversation about 
why do they do it right now? Why is it just like in a minute? Like, why has Jose Reno got to be fired fucking just before we go into a first cup final in years? Why Why has Kane's camp come out and gone, I'm not sure it's for me, two days before a North London derby? You can see it. And it seems to only happen to Tottenham. It's fucking bizarre. Don't know if you've got any 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 takes on that, but just thought it was funny to read. I think it's going to happen on the day. On the, the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah not like on the Martin pitch. Yol. On the yeah. pitch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Martin Yole, half-time. On the pitch, he just runs up to Paul Coit and, and takes the mic and goes, oh, by the way, I'm, I'm leaving Sp- I'm leaving Spurs to go to fucking Prime Champions League. I need Champions League football. Oh, no! Um, and that, that'll be it. That'll be the end of uh, Harry Kane's time at Tottenham. There is this thing as well, like a, a wider point here, that that if Conte does leave, then it's the start of the crumbling of that that sort of, the, the, the sort of, it feels like Kane probably will end up going in the summer and Conte will, you know, if he goes, it just kind of feels like how that's going to be difficult. It, if it doesn't, it's going to be a very kind of just awkward situation, which we don't need. We just want to go into a preseason and be able to plan, buy our players, no circus, just get on with it. And if Conte's there, that gives us another season to plan. Because I think we all agree that at the end of next season, if, if, if Conte is there, even then Kane will probably may, may go or sign a new contract. But he certainly, certainly it feels like the end of next season, if he is going to leave, it'll be then because one year left on his contracts. Yeah. Uh, I would just say about Kane and going, it's, yeah, you couldn't blame him, but where? Yeah, it's a great, sure it's a great point. City are going to buy Haaland. <laughs> yes. If you believe what you read, that's pretty much done and he's fucking seven years younger than that. Man United are a fucking shambles. They are shambles. It's not just a coach. It's the club. It's a shambles. Um, I saw Jamie Carragher said something about uh, Sancho uh, Bellingham and said, if I was those two, I'd run a mile for Man United. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's, it's an abyss of talent. It's where talent goes to die, Man United. So Liverpool, just no. Just not, not a good fit. Chelsea, no, they don't have they don't have that financial power anymore. Where's he going? Yeah, it's it's a great point, and even even that the game's kind of. If I know, Karen Benzema just put in an absolute world class performance the other the other night, right? But, unreal, but Man. he's he's unreal. He's he's next level. Um, but yeah, you're you're right that the game just isn't really centered around big sort of number nines anymore, uh, like it was. You know, Lukaku's just completely fallen off a cliff at Chelsea and I get I get it that Inter built the game around him blah 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 but yeah the, the, the market isn't for, for big number nines uh, even with all the goals because you get goals from so many other places now with, with the with the Guardiolas and the Klops who, who both play without recognised number nines so yeah I, I actually uh, I've got the, the most depressing take on the whole thing is he's got two years left on his contract by the summer I think he might just run the contract down Um and then I think I think by then, if you're like again, I mean this is going to ruin everyone's day. But I think by then United might have had their they might have sorted their shit out. Ten Hag might have been there for two years and actually got them singing again. And then he might go there on on a free transfer. But uh, you know you, you don't see that many huge huge signings very recently. So, but you don't really see that many of them. And Mbappe is going to go on a free. Um, just on so, that, just on on that, right? So if if Kane, people might think you're losing Kane for free. That's unthinkable. Uh, it doesn't make financially that much difference if you if he runs his contract down, then and we lose him on a free, 
you're just paying his wages up until that point. If he signs a new contract and uh, for a longer period with an increased wage, you've got to think about 350 grand probably a week Mm -hmm. plus the gigantic signing on fee. It's actually going to cost more. It's going to cost Spurs more to, to, to sign him to a new contract and then potentially sell him in two or three years. It may, I think the numbers would probably be sort of comparable do you know what I mean? It's not. It isn't like losing him on a free on a massive contract or, or on a contract rather than the cost of signing him. It's not going to make. It's not going to make a huge amount of impact. Like the, the, the really in terms of business sense, if we could have got someone to pay 150 million pound for him now or, or, or last summer, not just not talking about foot, football, but just in the terms of business sense, that would have financially been the best thing for Tottenham. We'd have got the 150 million pound in. We'd have saved probably another whatever it is 30 40 million in wages to the end of the end of his contract it that would have been the most sensible business minded thing to do probably um but it didn't happen and so if he does run his contract we get two more years out of him and if he signs a new one then we we build around him so it's not really the end of end of the world either way i don't know no, totally. Uh, we just right, yeah. we 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 Tonya Harding him like the day the day his contract runs out. Right. We Tonya we Harding him. Someone time. does him with a at, crowbar. Yeah, yeah. Who, Mickey who has a back round yeah. the knee. Yeah, yeah. That's who, a good question mark actually. Who, who, who'd, be, who'd, be the one, who'd be the one that who we would, pay give a give a fifty fifty pound back pocket to? Can't be any of the starting eleven. Although who would Tonya Harding? That. Who would who would Tonya Harding Kane in the squad? I reckon get get Lamella back for like just a little he holiday did. in, in he London. He loves Spurs he'd, that much. He'd do it. He'd he do it. Yeah. Much, yeah. yeah, he's coy. Yeah. Uh, do you know who came, came Mora, to my head? Mora would do it. Lucas Mora would do it with Spurs. Yeah, do it with Spurs. Yeah. Um, I, in my head, it was Dane, Dane Scarlett. Just because, you know, if Kane didn't be there, he'd probably played a bit more. He's furious with him. Mm. <laughs> um, it's on site. It's on site, yeah. It's on site. Uh, <laughs> Ronald... <laughs> Ronald Angeria or Angria, Angria his surname's An A N G E R E R, Angera, Angera, Angera. Angera. Ronald Angera. Anyway, he says, um, "Why is it that I can only accept, I cannot accept the things I cannot control when it comes to Tottenham Hotspur? Why can't he accept?" The, I'd imagine what he's saying in every every other aspect of his of his life, he can kind of deal with the things that he can't control. It doesn't affect him, but with Spurs, and I think this is the case with all all football fans is he can't it's just the way it is you've got if you're getting into football and you're going to take as much from it you know all the good times that being impacted by the bad times is par for the course you don't feel as good my mate but there's someone i know is a west ham fan and he says i say are you looking forward to the game like west ham he goes i'm not planning it there's nothing i can do so it what will be will be and then when he wins he's still like yes and I was like, I thought he didn't play in it. Cause it don't matter, it's brilliant. And then he loses. Like, I didn't play. It's not my fault. He's he found. He's fucking. He sort of figured it out. He's he's found a zen. He's found this place of happiness where if things don't go away, he said, "What can I have done about it?" That is it, isn't it? It was like a front to me. Yeah, I, I, I think he's lying. Like, don't get me I wrong. Think, yeah, I, I, that's that's a bit of a it's a bit of a fraud person's out, isn't it? Well, not if he not yeah. maybe. I, I think actually, I think you two are lashing out. Maybe your mates are fraud. Uh, no, yeah. your mates are fraud. Don't get. Don't Why have you got all these mates from other clubs? Like I know, you've got loads of Guna mates as well, don't you? Do you think? I've got a lot yeah. of time for Lee judges. <laughs> 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 
I do. I do. Obviously, I do this. I do this thing on. Um, it's called. Uh, it's a show I do called. Actually, fuck it. Give it a plug. Cause it's gonna help me in the future. Uh, Last fan standing on the Bet Victor uh, YouTube page, YouTube uh, channel. You can watch it every month, every Tuesday. We release a video at uh, at six o'clock where we talk about all kinds of things. Uh, this week was who will make top four, and because of doing sh- work like that, it's um, you've naturally got to spend at least a significant proportion of your time, certainly more than you would want to, talking to fans of other football clubs. And what you realise is that after the initial sort of eh, Spurs, Arsenal, like most of the sane ones I've worked with, it, it only lasts a minute or two, and then you start talking to them as a normal human being, and actually you realise they're they're all right. There's one or two I've worked with, I won't name, who are fucking mental, but uh, and they're Arsenal fans. But uh, other than that, it's um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say they're mates, but I can have a civil conversation with them. Is that if I justified your questionnaire? If I answered your question, are you happy? Good. Well, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah. not really. <laughs> <laughs> so I can only apologise. I've, no, I've I've actually got a, a, a good mate of mine who's a, who's a gooner, and we we just don't talk football. Um, so that's, that's kind of it. our way of, of dealing with it. Um, we just don't. I mean, I lived with him for a while, and but we just we just don't talk football. We never talk football. We didn't watch our teams in the house at the same time. We just yeah, kept mate. that shit separate, and that really. I mean, he's a gooner as well, so it's a bit more, I guess. But but yeah, we just had to just draw a line in it and we didn't even it was just like an agreement that was just the way we never discussed it we never sat down and went well we both think each other are cunts once a week so but um but yeah it was it's very mature of us now that i think back yeah, on it. yeah yeah Cal, Cal, what, do, you, do you have many relationships with fans of other football club um, Isn't your, aren't your brothers like fans of other clubs yeah so like um you got five i brothers. I have four brothers and two stepbrothers. Um, one of my brothers and one of my one of my stepbrothers don't like football at all, so that's right. that. Yeah. Uh, one of them's a Chelsea fan, but he's one of those Chelsea fans that will he won't watch the last sixteen game of the Champions League. But when Chelsea played Palace in the in the FA Cup semi-final the other day, he had his fucking shirt on. Like he's a bit of a casual. Um, then I've got my youngest brother. I've got. My cousin's Man United, my youngest brother's Man United, my dad was Man United. Um, so a lot of Man United fans. And back in the day, back in the 90s, and Spooky's made this point before, we didn't mind United because they stopped Arsenal winning things. 100%. But, but now we're as good as or better than them. I fucking hate them. Yeah. And actually, it really annoys me that they did the double over us this year because they're shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not really. No, I don't have any friends that are... That are Chelsea fans or, or I find it know. interesting. I find it interesting, like other like the Spurs fans, like the rivalries and who they hate. And I understand why people hate Chelsea, and and I really get mm. it. But I've still, I know we've talked about this on the pod a lot. But when it's you hate you hate Chelsea except when they're playing Arsenal. That's for me. Like the amount of times I'm just grateful of other football clubs, even if we've got an, an established rival with them, for stopping Arsenal from doing shit. It's like I don't know. Like you're right, the Man United thing. We. Spurs fans during a certain period should be so grateful to to United because without them Arsenal would have fucking done untold stuff. Mm. Anthony, sorry, Mark, do you want to say anything? No, no, you're right. You you give you give other teams a buy at certain times when it suits you, don't you? But but um, I mean, I like I I hate everyone hates Arsenal fans. That's a given. I fucking hate Chelsea almost as much. I think. 
I'm they're just a nasty fan base though like and you know I'm a proper died in the wall lefty so uh, you know all their fucking fans are just they're just scum and and so <laughs> I'm I'm um, I'm definitely not I don't know when Chelsea Arsenal play it's the, it's 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 one of the it's almost as bad as the North London derby for me because you have to be you're really engaged but I really don't I don't want to watch it I don't mm. want to get into it I don't want to talk to any of my Chelsea Arsenal uh, mates about it or anything I, I hate that game too because it you have to you have to look at it you have to worry about it but but um yeah it's, I'm very torn um so yeah but I don't uh, have I mean I don't have the Man United Liverpool things that you do because I, I wasn't around for all that sort of stuff so no fair enough I mean not 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 Liverpool but certainly definitely definitely Man United um what? got a question here from Philip Brooks he says despite La Celso and Ndombele both being horrible was it a wise decision to send them both on loan in January our options on the bench are hopelessly limited and even though they've been underwhelming they could at least have offered tactical options Cal yeah, they didn't oh they, yeah they didn't <laughs> and and you, you've got to sell players to bring or move their wages on to bring them bring in new ones I'd imagine yeah I saw Mark shaking his head. Agree with Mark. No, they both had to go. They weren't offering anything at all. They've both been huge flops as transfers. Um, it was good. It was good to shift them on. Hundred percent. Fair enough. <coughs> Glenn asked a question. He says, "Are top quality wingbacks the key to our potential success?" Mark, let me. I'll hand you the floor. Yeah, give you the floor. Just fucking yeah. answer that question. <laughs> well, the short answer is absolutely yeah, because. You know, Conte is still going to be here next season. We've established that. That that's I'm going to text him and tell him now. Um, so uh, we need much, much better wing backs. They are a huge problem for us right now. Um, we also need creativity in the midfield. I get that everyone's saying that we need that as well. But but Conte relies on width on the pitch. So much of his play, attacking play, comes from his wing backs and they they are pivotal and they are just not the players we have. Good fullbacks, not good uh, offensive wingbacks. Apart from so, Matt Dewey. I won't have a word said about Matt, him anymore. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm not being funny. Not six, months, six months ago, we were skinning Doggerty as well. And, and he found some form. And I, 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 don't I don't think... I will not I, have a I, word said about him. No, I know, no, I know. I, I know you love... I agree with that. I, I know agree you love your Irish Cafu of, of uh, my, my, my other Danish hurdy-gurdy uh, podcaster, Andreas. Shout out, Andreas Tau. Um is a huge Irish Cafu fan. So, so yes. yeah, no, I get it. I get it. He's good, but he, it, you know, he needs to perform at that level when he comes back as well. And then, then brilliant, but he's on, he's only one player. Um, we, we need so much more. We need, we need another left wing back. And we need another right wing back. Um, yeah. I, I, I actually don't think if everything comes through, I don't think neither Reggie or Emerson are going to be here by, by the end of the summer transfer window. I think there's a very real possibility that both of them will go. I mean, if that's the case, then that's fair enough. And I wouldn't have any issue really with that. So, you know, what what we bring in will be crucial. Obviously, I'm not saying anything. It's just an obvious thing to say. But yeah, I agree with what you're saying is that the, that the wing-back's role is, is crucial to, um, to, to Conte's system. We've seen how important it was for him at Chelsea and what he did with players that weren't designed to play there. I remember us all confused that Victor Moses was being used as a right wing back until it kept fucking working. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens. And um, and if we start buying players, uh, certainly attacking players, I'm not sure that they're, they're necessarily going to be playing in the position that people think they will play. 
and uh, and, and uh, well, we talked that talked about Adama Traore being Traore being a, a right wing back if he was to sign. So something like that could be mental. Question here from Flynn: uh, Who would you rather receive medical care and attention from when injured? The actors who pretend doctors and physios on shows like Holby City, or the actual Tottenham Hotspur medical team? And Dave Scott followed that up, but I take Harold Shipman over the Spurs medical team. <laughs> I love, I love this country's affection for paedophiles and serial killers. Is it affection? Folks. I think, I don't, yeah, affection yeah. might be it's, wrong, wrong word. It's so unique to this country. Like I remember that thing that someone sent to an Australian breakfast show. Say happy birthday to my mum and dad, and it was fucking Fred and Rose West. Yeah, do, do you know what it is? I, I don't mean it's an affection. I just think they just slip into pop culture a little bit too easily. I think that's what it is. I love it. I love it. It's so unique to this country, and I love it so much. Um, um I, yeah, I hate our medical scarf. I was actually thinking about that earlier on in the pod. I was like, yeah, I want, I want that guy sacked. That one that Mourinho hated on All or Nothing. I was like, yeah, I want that guy gone. So, yeah, I think I'd have the Holby City guys. Fair enough. Um, is it, is, I mean, do we really have an issue with our medical team? Really? What, 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 where, where do you think that question might come from, Mark? Because it's, it's, well, it's been fine, more or less, isn't it? Apart from Skip, obviously. Who, it it's might so actually be nothing to, the whole thing is so fucking stupid because we, we don't fuck, like, we don't know. And number one, we're not doctors. Number two, we don't fucking know most things about what comes or what we think about from the club. And, you know, it's just, it, 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 it yeah, it pisses me off a little bit. But honestly, I, I mean, Conte is part of the problem again, him, him digging him out in several press conferences in a row, like, oh, you know, they should come out here and answer these questions. Like, well, f- mate, no, that's what the f- that's what the fuck you're getting paid big, big cash for to sit there, and and you know there's there's putting pressure on like we we spoke about this on a, on a on a pod actually I think Flav that there's there's senior people in an organisation putting pressure on the on the sort of on the chain below them by just kind of you know calling them out a little bus, bit, yeah. throwing them under the bus lightly without necessarily that there's you know one to one conversations having afterwards. I get that, and, and that's fine, but we have to be a little bit careful because also it gives it gives us context to discuss and to kind of blame that isn't helpful to us as fans because it's just another fucking avenue that we can't do, a dead end that we can't do anything about. Oh, it's the medical uh, team's fault. I mean, Skip has a, has a long-term injury. Tanganga needed surgery, and I get for a lot of people it doesn't, you know, register in their heads why we need to wait so long. But well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, and though he has an impact injury, so it's not, not none of those injuries are really down to the medical staff, I don't think. But I, I, yeah, I don't fucking know. I mean, it's, it's, look, oh, maybe it's, they are, like we say. You could, but you could look at every, every major injury there's, there's, that there's been. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. What do you uh, think? Uh, uh, of, go on. No, 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 I was going to say, what do you think about this idea? Just to change the tact somewhat. Should we recall Lo Celso? From Villarreal tonight, just to, just as payback for the poor performance he's had for with, with Spurs since he. Uh, oh, to punish him! I like yeah, that. Yeah, let's idea. punish yeah. Lo by recalling mm. him, saying we need him for the rest of the season. Sorry, sorry about your Champions not League. Not playing. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be <laughs> I mean, what we do with him is irrelevant. I'm just saying, can, yeah, should we? Sure. Is, is it? Would that be fair? <clears throat> no? I'd All quite. Right, I, I wouldn't Keep, be against. Let, it. let him play them. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, would do it if they knock Liverpool out of the Champions League and they get to the final. It. Then I'd and then, then take it back. Ah, no final yeah. for you, wanker. <laughs> ah. 
wanker. <laughs> do it, do it at half right. time. I've like, got a question. As he's about to come on. Go on. I've got a question. So earlier on today, there was all that discussion about Conte and uh, I think what's the Romano? It's Romano, isn't it? The journalist got the journalist guy said uh, it's not it's not Conte and it's not his entourage. And it started making me think about his entourage and what is in his entourage. Who does he have in his entourage? Does he have someone to change his wigs for him? Does he have a chef? Does he have? Who does he have? So I actually wrote down a list of people that I would have in an entourage. And I was just interested in what you guys, who you guys would want to have. If you had an entourage, two or three people, mm. do you want me to read my list and you yeah. pick who you want in your... Yeah, go on. <laughs> Might get cancelled for one of them, but who cares? Okay. Um, okay. Bodyguard, standard. A barber. Yeah. So you get fresh trims all the time, beard trims all the time. Driver. Blunt roller, because Snoop Dogg has a blunt roller. A chef or a waiter. A uh, food taster. A general PA. A handyman. How many did you need? What would the, what would the handyman do? I've got three more. I've got three All more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this one's my favourite one. Go on. I'll wait for this. Come on. He's, he's getting... <laughs> a rat securer. <laughs> So when you go out to the club, he gets your birds. <laughs> um, personal stylist. These are the words. Again, I, as I have to say every time Cal comes on, and I feel responsible somewhat because I'm giving him the platform, but uh, those are the words of Callum Rudge, not the fine cock. <laughs> cool. Personal stylist and interior design. Out of those, who would you want to have in your in your entourage? I'm I'm a happy I'm I'm soon to be a happily married man, so I, I definitely mm. know don't need a, a a lady and and uh, yeah I don't need that. I don't I, say the I, real title, please. Say the no, title. no, I don't want to say. It. I don't want to say. It. I've got a lot to lose. Um, the <laughs> I uh, I um I, 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 I'd like someone to um I like a barber. I'd like I'd like someone a personal shopper, someone like that to fucking sort all that shit Ooh. out. Um, chef, sounds... well, food shopping or clothes? Chef, surely. Chef, you're a, you're chef sounds am- right? amazing. Yeah. yeah, just have someone to cook shit up for you. Mm. Um, I don't know, really. Um, I, I, I don't see Conte as having an entourage. I think it's just taking his coaching side and his agent. I think that's what it what it would right. be. I don't wow. think he's a, a weak. I don't think it's Peter. He's less fun. He is less fun. <laughs> I don't really. Any know any of those stand out to you, Mark? Any of those jobs stand out to you that you want? I know there's like... probably one you want. Huh? That's <laughs> probably the. <laughs> it's, it's, the one, it's the one you mentioned. Yeah, that. that yeah, one. the one you mentioned. I can't, I can't say the word either. My missus in the next door room. Um, we, um, yeah, no, I'd, I'd love a driver. That'd be fucking That'd banging, be nice. wouldn't it? Just come out, just mm. guy opens the door for you. Yeah, that's that's quite cool. Chef, yeah, but I mean, I want to keep some of my weekly salary for myself as well. If you're hiring 10, 15 people, like you're gonna be, you're gonna be skint. Plus, how many yeah. houses have you got as, with an interior designer? Are they just they they they're turning up to spaces before you get there, and they're designing them for you, laying out mm. everything feng shui. Yeah, so that's a good point. Yeah, I was just thinking about someone like Conte. He's on twenty million a year. He can have an entourage of this size. I would have the bodyguard, but he'd have a hair trigger temper. Like he would love me, but anyone gets too close, just, like, oh! and just pop kicks off. You think uh, that's a rule? Like, that they will have to have worse hair than him. 
It reminds me a bit about Son, this conversation, obviously, because he's entourage is effectively his dad. His dad still lives with him. It's a strange sort of mm. situation that Son finds himself in. I wonder how desperate he is to just lead a normal life to some degree. Yeah. Did you see see that um, photo the other day of... Um, who's, whose birthday was it? It was Delhi's birthday. Yeah, and he's just yeah. turned up with... And the just Spurs players are there, which is... Mm. I feel a bit... I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for Delhi. But it's like his career is... And I know... I've been critical of him in the past, but I can be critical of him as a player and you know, and, and yeah. not know what. But it seem, seems like things are sort of really not going well for him, and the the evidence stuff. So he's just he's non-existent. Like he's playing off it the was, bench, and it was yeah. a really poor move, wasn't it? But it was the last day of the transfer window, and they came in, and they're in the Premier League, and Lampard's a big name, and they're a big club, and. He's gone, yeah, fuck it. I'm not playing at Spurs. I'll, I'll go to Everton. And he actually, when he came on against Liverpool the other day, he, he, I was rooting for him. I was like, and he actually played quite well when he came on. And he was decent. You've, yeah. got, you've got to be a pretty cold person to not have an affection for Deli Alley. Like, mm. I think you've, as a Spurs fan, I mean, sorry. I think you've got to be pretty yeah. cold to not have an affection for him. And we all love Deli. And he's my little nephew's favourite player even now. He loves Deli. And so, um, yeah, even as, hopefully even he turns it around. Now. Even as an England fan, though, you've got to have some affinity for. Uh, you've got to have some, uh, you know, some. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's not yeah, pity. It's a, That's not massive, the right word. Yeah, uh, massive moments for England, didn't he? Huge. Mm. He was a fucking. He was. He was one of the. He was. You know, ninety million. You know, transfer value at one point. He was a, a regular starter for England. Um, you know, was part of that spy, the, the Pochettino England spine. Um, massive player, massive talent back in the day. So. I think I think other players outside of Spurs have have affinities for him, and I, I think the Everton move was very very ill advised. He's got some people around him that need fucking knocking out with a shovel and digging in the back garden, uh, dug down in the back garden. Because right. oh, I'm going to get cancelled for rat secure, and he's talking about murder. I just think that's about. <laughs> I don't but I don't know what's my, worse, man. Yeah. My favourite moment for. For, for with Delhi was in the World Cup. He scored in the World Cup quarter final, didn't he? Um, you know, yeah. not many players do that. He scored in the World Cup quarter final um, against some rude rude team. I can't remember. Who it was. Um, we've got a question. Finally, we will end on this. Steve Bunyan says, "No shots on target." V Brentford is what I heard. Why don't block shots account? We had three in quick succession. Stupid stats. Stupid stats. It was mad. <laughs> uh, I don't want to end on a negative. But it's mad that. Um, it's mad that. We, we we couldn't hit the target basically two games on the bounce and we absolutely fucking pillied, pillied teams for for on the bounce of four or five. Just, um, it's coming back, boys and girls. Keep the faith. It's going to be all right. It's, we, we're in an, a position we didn't think we'd be in six or seven, well, six months ago when Conte first joined. It looked like a long, long road. We were in ninth, but it, it might as well have been 15th. And... We are moving in the right direction, and a lot of what you hear around Spurs is is nonsense and circus. And and we have quality players, and those players just a couple of weeks ago were tearing it up. So keep the faith. Everything is okay. Everything is okay until it's not okay, and at the moment it's okay. All right, we could get some big results, starting with Leicester at the weekend, a win against them, a good win against them. Everyone will be feeling completely different. Like even if Arsenal beat uh, West Ham, and inevitably West Ham are going to roll over for them, but if they if they beat West, even if they beat West Ham, if we get a good win in Leicester and the mood's lifted and Conte starts spouting positive stuff again, everyone's going to feel 
very, very different than they do right now. I can guarantee that. Well, I can guarantee that that will be the case if we win. If we lose, fucking all bets are off. (laughs) Mark, (laughs) thank you so much once again. I actually want to follow Mark at Mark. I don't know what your Twitter is. What is it? It's uh, it's at Mark Nesbit N E S B I T Mark with a K. Go and follow him. Talks a lot about football. Knows a lot about football. That's why he's on the pod. And um, obviously, if you're a, a Dane or can speak Danish but don't happen to be from Denmark and for some reason want to listen to Spurs spoken in Danish, you can listen to their podcast. Absolutely, go find us on uh, any any major podcast app. I mean, we're only on two, so I don't know why I'm saying that. But yeah, <laughs> Apple and Spotify. I haven't figured out how to do Google or the others. And Acast is shutting down, so fuck those guys. And Callum is... Uh, what? Did you just say Acast is shutting down? Yeah. What do you mean? So. I read a rumour the other day, Acast is they're, they're stopping their service. I fucking hope not. That would be catastrophic for me. Anyway, well, I'll look into it afterwards. Um, and uh, Callum has Below the Belt podcast... We're going to be recording one tomorrow about the Dillian White and uh, Tyson Fury fight, amongst other things. Isn't that right, Callum? Two main topics for tomorrow. Fury White, Conor Ben. Wonderful. Finn. That's all we're going to talk about. Our Canelo, obviously. And Cano. All right, and uh, yeah, thanks a lot. And thanks for downloading and coming Spurs. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fighting. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. 
Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.